Hey, everybody. Before we start today's show, we have a very big announcement to make. We're going on tour. Our East Coast tour begins right after Labor Day. Tickets are on sale right now. You can find them at chapotraphouse.com slash tour. And here's some of the places we're going to. September 5th, Washington, D.C. at the 930 Club. The nation's capital. Love that city. Thursday, September 6th. Baltimore, Maryland at Baltimore Sound State. That's, oh, that's, yeah, that's, that's where Maddie Bo, yeah, where some of the wires from. No, that's where the wire, yeah. They uh, got crabs there. And on Tuesday, September 11th, don't forget to come to our show in Philadelphia at Union Transfer. It will, ah, be, it will yes. be the best September 11th ever. <laughs> September 13th, Portland, Maine, Port City. Parking the car. September 14th, Boston, Massachusetts at the Wilbur Theater. Hey, that's 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 where the Red Sox are. How you like them apples? September 15th, Hamden, Connecticut at the Space Ballroom. Well, hey, for whoa, you Hamden, Connecticut. There. That's a place in Connecticut. September 16th, Pawtucket, Rhode Island, the Mets. Hey, uh... Is Rhode Island another New England place? Hey, baby. Uh, I guess they got sort of like outside Providence, I guess. Yeah. That was a movie. And September 18th, we come home to the Bell House in Brooklyn, New York. Home base. The, the classic si- slice. The city of apples. We'll be walking there. Yeah. Come buy those. Come see us. We will be signing books. I don't know if you know about this, but there is a book, and you can purchase it at chapeltraphouse.com slash book. We will be signing the books. The books will also be on sale there. Come out. It'll be fun. It'll be a good time. It'll be a it'll bring the family. Yeah. We'll, we'll no all... old people. <laughs> yeah, of course not. We're not covered by our insurance. Uh, yeah. Everyone promises to not be too uh, drunk or high to no, I, We never made that promise. I did. I'm, I'm making a vow now. I'll be... I'll be Fully coherent. Disclaimer, a promise, a promise only applies to Matt Griffin. <laughs> uh, Java Trap House, now officially, we've gone all the way from Portland, Oregon to Portland, Maine. Yep. We've we are, been everywhere, man. We're a bi-coastal podcast. All right. It's official. All right. Traveled through the wormhole from Portland, Oregon to Portland, Maine. They're actually the same place. They occupy the same time and space together. It's, it's the time cube. So get your tickets, chapotraphouse.com slash tour. Start the show. <laughs> okay, I'm starting the show now. Okay, all right. The show so, is beginning. Yeah, don't don't turn that game off on your it's, phone. It's on automatically. <laughs> so, no, I don't want you playing games. I'm not playing. What what do I look like? I'm doing. Do I look take, like take I'm playing? Fo- a game? Take his phone no, away. Take, take his like phone I'm away. You're not playing games I'm while during the show. We have a serious interview to conduct. Okay, we're starting the show now. Uh, shh, shh. It's okay. It's okay. I'm back. I'm back, children. I had to go Phew. away. I had to go away for just a little bit. God damn. I had to do something called moving, which the grown-ups have to do sometime. But I want to uh. let you know, it's okay. I'm back. Daddy's here. It's Chapo, and I'm ready to begin a brand new show. Uh-oh, what a relief. Let's dive right in. Joining us again for now, I think, his uh, third appearance on Chapo. Yep, I think so. This mm-hmm. is, uh, yeah, a... Uh, the trifecta appearance. It's Will Summer of the Right Richter newsletter, and now the Daily Beast. Other Will, how's it going? Good, good. Thanks for having me on, guys. So uh, uh, I want to start with um, this is a this is an issue that is a little bit outside your wheelhouse, but I think it is sort of tangentially related uh, because it involves online flame wars. Uh, now you sort of you cover the domestic uh, right wing online. But to sort of zoom out from a more international scope, Will, did you happen to take note of this week 
how extremely on one the official Twitter account of Saudi Arabia was. <laughs> yeah, I did. That's one of the craziest things I've ever seen online. And uh, yet already forgotten. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I feel like if, if this were one of the things that were Saudi Arabia in a sort of joke irony tweet basically admitted to doing yeah. 9-11 <laughs> yeah. in any year other than 2018 would probably be bigger news. <laughs> yep. But uh, it's yes. You get, OK, yeah, you can get mad at Saudi Arabia for admitting to doing 9-11. But on the same day, the president of the United States declared war on the concept of rivers. <laughs> <laughs> so how are you supposed to keep track of any of this shit? Um, well, what was that like? There was it was just some spat between Canada and Saudi Arabia where Trudeau's government said they were uh, they shouted out some dissident and then were hit with the Saudi troll army. Yeah, so so there's this uh, this Saudi dissident who's who's in jail and it, 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 I'm not super up on the case, but it seems to be uh, you know uh, a, a pretty illegitimate case the Saudi government has, and and this fellow has some Canadian connections, and I believe a, another relative of his was uh, recently arrested. So the Canada kind of denounced this whole thing, and Saudi responds with this just like out of this world tweet where it's like a picture of a Air Canada jet kind of like photoshopped in sort of a threatening way into a Canadian skyline as though it's going to hit a building. Well, it, was, it looked and, like it was headed right for the, uh, the the radio tower in Toronto. CN Tower. Yeah, the yeah. CN Tower in Toronto, which I got to say, I would say is a sign of moral progress on uh, Saudi's <laughs> part to fly a plane into a, what is, I assume, a mostly uh, depopulated radio tower rather than uh, – office buildings chock full of people yeah it, it, it's more of a statement than anything else but there was, yeah but like they they had all, all kinds of other stuff where they were just generally roasting canada and they were like you know saudi is number one country canada trash all we have is moose there <laughs> saudi great world power um yeah, yeah it, very it, strange it quote that was like it was like ancient saudi proverb and it essentially was like mind your own business or you're going to get get what's coming to you ancient saudi proverb this is an internal matter ancient saudi <laughs> proverb fuck around and find out <laughs> yes, yes. uh come come to come to Ridia, sweetie <laughs> um so yeah no that was uh that was that was i think a pretty extraordinary thing that happened i just want to make note of it because as matt pointed out we've uh, already forgotten it yep. but i i it I certainly noted it, and I wanted to talk to you about it. But uh, closer to home, Will, uh, I wanted to start by asking you about uh, this past weekend's the Patriot Prayer Proud Boy Rally in Portland. That's a that's a lot of peas for you right there. But um, first of all, like, what was your general uh, impression of both the rally and the the counter protest uh, against these people? Sure. Yeah. So for uh, for listeners who aren't up on the kind of the, the far right machinations of the Pacific Northwest, uh, Patriot Prayer is this kind of like uh, skeletal right wing group uh, led by this this like vaguely Christian preacher guy. Uh, and and politically, I mean, they're, they're like they essentially are just, just nonsense. I, I talked to this guy and like so many people on the right these days, he's like, my political positions are I hate pedophile. <laughs> and, and, and I said, well, you know, I, I don't think that's really a political position. Like no one is like awesome, like really down with pedophiles. And he's like, you'd be surprised, man. So it's, so this guy has been for a year now holding these rallies in, in, in and around Portland. And they're basically like bait for the Antifa scene there. And, and, you know, he wants these guys to come in and, beat him up or you know the proud boys to to brawl with them and uh there was a previous uh event in june where this one proud boy who goes by the 
the Peter Pan nickname Rufio Pan Man. Uh, Very cool. <laughs> Incredibly cool. Hired by Hook. He, uh, a, a movie directed by someone I'm sure uh, followers of QAnon and other uh, yes. conspiracies <laughs> might be familiar with. And uh, and so this guy clocked an Antifa and the, the punch went viral. And so all the Proud Boys were like saw, saw this rally over the weekend. It's their chance to be to go viral and, and catch the attention of uh, Senpai Gavin McGinnis. Maybe, maybe so, make that fourth degree, you know, the elusive yes, exactly. Proud Boy fourth degree. OT4. So so yeah they they rioted or they didn't riot they showed up and the Antifa showed up and the the DSA types uh kind of faced off against them and uh you know surprise surprise the uh the cops turned on the 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 left and uh shot off some uh you know some various non-lethal measures but that nearly did turn lethal because I don't know if you guys saw yeah, the see- fellow who got one in the head Now these patriot prayer guys these are like uh Christian traditionalists vaguely it's almost like you know those churches like Justin Bieber goes to. No, the sort of the cool like, like youth ministry kind of thing, where like there's like a you know a pastor with like spiky tips who's like God is just freaking awesome, man. Yeah, that's it. Like that's it basically. But then like just like very aggro about getting in fights with uh, like street fights. Don't these guys drive around Portland and, and like I remember seeing some video and just like beat the shit out of people. Yeah, uh, yeah. You speak of famous, famous Proud Boy uh, Tiny, okay. who is is kind of a menace in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, this fellow is kind of a hero Proud Boy, and uh, it, in, there are two incidents now where he and another fellow are driving around with like MAGA flags and all this, and someone goes, you know, hey, f you, and then they jump out of their car and just start wailing on the guy, according to these videos. Yeah, he's the only kind of big, tough one of them. He's sort of like Mongo from Blazing Saddles <laughs> for the Nazis. Well, uh, Will, like um, in in the in the week that is uh passed since then, like how is the 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 Proud Boys or these this contingent of the online right, like the Keck people, the the, the Ninja Turtle guy who we all saw that guy ripped. <laughs> um, like how is like the the people you cover the online right, like how how are how are they? Uh, responding to this rally do they consider it a success or or what yeah i mean they're thrilled i mean they they did not get the the brawl i think they were hoping for but that also might not have gone the way they wanted uh but at the same time uh you know they think uh you know the the cops the cops uh turn on the antifa so uh you know they're declaring it a win and uh they say there's going to be more soon so there's really nothing stopping patriot prayer and the proud boys from doing these these constantly in portland and seattle now i have a question if these guys just drive around portland harassing people uh i don't know how how do how do they get away with it how does the apple dumpling gang uh how are they not behind bars (laughs) yeah so so there's like uh this is a good question. So, in one of the cases, the fellow they got in the altercation with uh, was a African American youth, and essentially, it seems as though mall security blamed him and arrested him uh, rather than than Tiny and the gang. Okay. And, uh, and, and there's another in- instance that that is under investigation. Tiny was arrested for it, but hasn't been charged. Uh, if, if, frankly, it seems like the police uh, aren't doing much to rein in the Proud Boys. I'm stunned. I mean, it's at some point people are going to have to recognize that the fucking Proud Boys are not your fucking are not the Nazi spear point. They're the, basically the cheerleading squad for the actual Nazis who are the cops. <laughs> well, well, it's it's funny you say that. You know, the Proud Boys and Gavin McGinnis make a lot make a big deal about whenever someone calls them racist. They say, "Oh no, 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 we're just like some rowdy boys." But <laughs> you know, 
<laughs> at least one Proud Boy, and I think potentially two, are on the speakers list for uh, the Unite the Right to uh, White Supremacist rally this weekend mm. in DC. Mm. So you know that that, uh, that kind of gives that gives that away. Uh, I mean, obviously, like like no. No one who's like engaged politically at all could possibly be fooled by any of this this shit. However, I, I in reading some of the coverage of the, of this of this Patriot Prayer Proud Boy rally, uh, Jared Holt, uh, Corey Pine, and others were uh, you know on the ground there, like speaking to a lot of these Proud Boy people, or just the people like on who came to you know show up and uh, I don't know start a fight or engage in this kind of public display of fascism and nationalism it's sort of a question i always have to wonder like do these are these people lying to themselves or consciously lying to the media and i have to assume that a lot of both is going on because like a lot of these guys they're just like oh no like i'm i'm a proud boy because i believe in individual liberty and like you know classical liberal values and like that whole thing and like this uh, just always playing footsie with this idea of racism and like open fascist street violence could you talk a little bit could you describe the, the, this kind of managed cognitive dissonance that's going on with these people oh yeah absolutely i mean the whole thing with the proud boys is they constantly are, are pushing the line in terms of racial remarks uh you know gavin mcginnis has gone on these drunken rants about jews uh, and then he's like, oh, you know, I, I was just kidding with all that. Uh, you, you know, Proud Boys are constantly being outed uh, for being involved in harder core white supremacist stuff. And it's only sort of after the SPLC or someone like Jared Holt at Right Wing Watch or the Unicorn Riot people after they're like, hey, this Proud Boy is racist. And then they reluctantly go like, uh, all right, he's drummed out of the Proud Boys. So uh, the Proud Boys are like uh, themselves ide- ideologically, with the exception of the masturbation rule a very vaporous organization and Mm. they're constantly, constantly shifting. I mean, it's, it's mainly like don't masturbate and do get in fights. Uh, one question. There's a Senate candidate who hangs out with Patriot prayer. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, as of Tuesday night, no longer a Senate candidate. Yeah. The leader of Patriot prayer, actually, uh, this preacher guy is, uh, was running for uh, the Republican Senate nomination for Washington state. That's Joey Gibson, right? Joey Gibson. Yeah. yeah, And he went down in flames, uh, at the primary on Tuesday. So now, uh, now did he lose to good space guy? (laughs) Who's that? Good space guy. He's in Washington, not Oregon. Oh, oh no, no! I, no Gibson I is say, in Washington. Yeah, oh, okay, Joe yeah, Gibson's yeah. Good space guys in Washington. In Washington too. State, which made it even crazier that he was doing an ostensible Senate rally in Portland, in Oregon. Um, so yeah, he he's out of the picture now. Well, that's so nine dimensional campaign chess, right there. Uh, no, good <laughs> yes. space guy is this uh, local guy who runs all the time in Washington State. Uh, his name is he changed his name to that for reasons that I don't understand. I think he's pro space. That would be yeah. My guess. He's like a, he's a he's a futurist libertarian or something. I think. But um, he sounds good. He got. He has my vote. You know, like as as we you know head towards a potential like sequel to the Unite the Right rally, which you know is, was sort of a disaster for the alt right because they you know actually killed someone, uh, and that, I think that set them back uh, a ways. But obviously, these people are always looking to push the envelope and always looking for uh, you know an edge into mainstream society because you know like they want. They want to open, like, just you know, march in the streets and be openly racist and fascist. But they know that they're they're still fighting. They're still sort of going against the current. But they are trying as hard as they can to, like I said, get that edge in, even if it's this sort of two step. Oh, are we? Aren't we? Kind of thing. But I'm just wondering, like, for the people who come out for these things, like, it reminds me of just sort of like a 
it's like a fight club feel. Like a lot of these people seem like kind of, you know, sad dorks who are looking for a way to kind of express their masculinity or get in a fight, but in very, very controlled circumstances. Or like it's the classic like guy who only gets in a fight when the cops are around or like there's enough people to break it up. That's kind of what it seems like to me. But at the same time, they do have, have the potential to actually hurt and kill innocent people. Yeah, I, I think that's exactly right. I mean, you guys mentioned the fellow who is dressed up as Pepe or as the embodiment of Kekistan. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I mean, that, that, that guy's like that guy doesn't look like a real brawler. But you know, you go to these things and, and maybe you throw a few punches and then you kind of run behind the cops, as as these guys uh, literally did. That well, dude had teats. <laughs> because he, he had this he had this belt across his boobs that turned them into four, so it looked like he had teats running down his chest. A sow, yeah, like a like a green sow. I, I like his commitment to uh, milk is so strong that he's lactating. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, will uh, we like th- we've seen that guy at other at other protests? He's become something of a fixture. Do you know anything about a uh, Ninja Turtle Man? <laughs> based no, no, Ninja Turtles, <laughs> based Leonardo. Yeah. <laughs> you know, why I love the yeah, Ninja Turtles because those know, are tradition- is, those are ever since Base Stickman uh, made his made his uh, his bones last year. Uh, these guys, like, really, they show up with like an angle, and and so you have to have like a costume. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw one of the guys in Portland was dressed like like uh, like Proud Boy Darth Vader. I saw a Spartan guy as well. Oh you know- yeah, base Spartan, yeah. Uh, you know that the Ninja Turtle guy he dresses like that not because he's a stunted man child, but because the Ninja Turtles honor the Western cultural tradition with its <laughs> Renaissance painters' names. Uh, wait, what is the deal with Bass Spartan? Yeah, Bass Spartan is a guy. Who, Other than that, he's extremely regular. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bass Spartan's actually like been on the scene for a while. I think he showed up maybe about a year ago. Uh, he's one of the, this was back when they were like minting just like countless base dudes. There was a, there was base Spider-Man, just like, uh, I believe based grandma. I I may be wrong. These all sound like people you'd see in Times Square. Yes. (laughs) That's a good comparison. Well, so what, so what is, uh, what is he all about? Uh, yeah, I mean, he, he's a bad dude. I, 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 I think he, uh, he just shows up and, and gets in these brawls uh, all around the West Coast. I mean, this whole, the whole West Coast brawling scene, I mean, it's, it stretches sort of from Seattle and Portland down to Berkeley. He, Bay Spartan had a video where he left the whole thing. He put his Spartan helmet in the garbage and said, I'm done with it. Uh, and I guess the lure of standing around and sweating in a fucking pie tin armor uh, was too strong and just he had to go he, back. Just when he thought he was done, they pulled him back yeah. in. Will, could you... Uh, but wait, I, I'm sorry, I, I just have a quick question here. What do these people do for a living? Yeah, well, that's a good question. So, uh, Rufio Panman, for example... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, will, uh, it will not surprise you. These, you are, these are all Cats characters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, uh, he has sort of a traditional occupation for... Uh, alt-light or alt-right figure uh in that he sells nutritional supplements uh, okay, okay. yeah yeah so it's all go. just a grift there we go his um, own supplements or does he like work at a gmc or something <laughs> <laughs> well he makes them in his I know bathtub he has his own supplement company uh and it's called uh bangerang again another peter Pan jesus reference. fucking christ <laughs> you goddamn dork well, uh, here, here's here's another uh, cute pop culture reference uh, from the Patriot Prayer Proud Boy rally. R W D S. What does that stand for, Will? 
Oh, oh, right wing uh, death squad. Yeah, yeah, and then there's uh, and then uh, the helicopter references. Those are all. That's another yeah. cute yeah. pop culture reference from again from people who are you know in no way fascist or Nazi. They just believe in individual freedom and liberty and the right to be a little bit you know un PC at times. Yeah, the, the, the Pinochet idolizers was, were really out in force last weekend. Uh, you know, I think someone on Twitter made a good point when they said, you know, Pinochet is sort of like a, a stand in for Hitler, but Hitler's too famous. So you got to you got to say, oh, Pinochet, you know, so yeah. these guys, you know, they love their shirts that say uh, like free helicopter rides and they show someone being thrown out of a helicopter, stuff like that. Oh, and yeah. yeah Hitler, you know, these, are the, awesome. these are the nonviolent guys who only react uh, ostensibly in self-defense. Well, also, it's it's just a classic hipster move like, oh, Mussolini and Hitler, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah oh, a little poser action there. No, I'm. I'm in the guys you might never have heard of, like uh, like Pinochet. Well, it's like a lot of those guys are into like Jan Codriano from Romania. Yeah, well, oh, God, damn, they that are, is a deep cut. They're just fucking hipsters. It's it's just disgusting. They're just fucking uh, record store hipsters for for fascism, not fascism. Yeah. yeah, like there are guys on this on fucking Twitter who who call themselves Rexists, and the Rexists were like the interwar Belgian Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> like just because that sounds cool, I yeah. Mean, that's a uh, uh, you never see that on the left. Uh, yes. <laughs> actually, being extremely obscure movements yeah. and leaders. It's true. It's like I'll I'll see your Hoja with a Pavlik. Oh, I'm a Chernenkoist. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, but I mean, I I, I think what, what what's going on here a lot, like on, on the right, is as the overall right wing through because of Donald Trump and the Republican Party, you know, moves further into the embrace of this kind of open nationalism or fascism and more of the, the sort of conspiracy Alex Jones stuff. I think they understand that their biggest liability is people just being like, um, you guys are Nazis. This is just third Reich shit. So I think there's a conscious effort now to just, you know, do the thing, the, the rove trick of attacking your opponent for the thing you're weakest on. So they're going to call everyone else a Nazi and be like, you know, this, it's the old, you're the real Nazi thing, even though I'm wearing a t-shirt that glorifies literal fascist death squads yeah I, I think that's exactly right i mean the the whole thing uh, obviously we've seen this going on for a while now but a big thing was you know proud boys chanting nazi at the antifa and and, and that sort of stuff i mean meanwhile uh, of, of course they're they're discussing P their their adulation for pinochet um does now i've seen many video clips of uh gavin you know father of all the proud boys talking about how, what a fan he is of street violence and fighting and fistfights and violence in general as a way to solve problems and, you know, beating up radicals is kind of like a, a good thing to do. Does he ever go to any of these marches or rallies where people might be fighting? You know, he definitely hasn't been to one that I know of in a while. I think uh, I think maybe that stopped being a thing for him after uh, after Charlottesville, which he did not attend. But but I think it was like, whoa, like, like he, he definitely like kind of gets in these scuffles at his events. Uh, I know there was some kind of some fists thrown uh, around the inauguration. But no, he definitely does not. Uh, you know, he, he's not really on the front lines there. I mean, this 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 thing last weekend, I mean, this was like a big Proud Boy thing. There were supposedly estimates of 80 to 100 Proud Boys. Uh, and yet uh, Gavin uh, nowhere to be found. Uh, no, well, we touched on this earlier, but what's going on with the Unite the Right sequel? Right. So Jason Kessler, the uh, former, the defrocked Proud Boy. See, the, the crying uh, man. Yes. <laughs> is, uh, <laughs> is uh, yeah, so he he's putting on Unite the Right 2, this time in D.C. 
uh, this weekend. A, a very weird time, uh, 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. on a Sunday, uh, which it kind of seems like maybe you're trying to avoid uh, being being caught out. Uh, the in the meantime, since in the year since you, uh, the first Unite the Right, uh, Jason Kessler has managed to alienate all the other scumbags on the alt right. Uh, you know, from Paul Nealon to uh, this new guy Patrick Little. Uh, so uh, the Adam Waffen guys leaked his his uh, internal chats. I mean, everyone's mad at him. Richard Spencer's not showing up. Uh, so that's why he he has a couple proud boys in the mix. And uh, I mean, I I think this is going to be like the kind of white supremacist rally we used to have in D.C. before 2016, where it's like a couple like old musty KKK guys come out and then they say, hey, and then they leave. But just like, you know, looking to the future, whether it's uh, the, the sequel to the Unite the Right rally. Uh, so there's this pattern where like these these on, the online right keeps trying venturing out into the real world with the express intention of baiting their antagonists in Antifa or, you know, the left or whatever into uh, street violence, even though they are usually outnumbered, but also protected by the police. Like, where do you think this is all going? And like, if, if it, what is the responsible way for a city or municipality to deal with one of these events? Yeah, you know, it's it's a great question. I think uh, D.C. will be a big test of that. The D.C. police, uh, despite their many flaws, uh, they're very good at handling crowds. And I think they're going to have the counter protesters, uh, you know, very far away from where the uh, the where Unite the Right is happening. Uh, at the same time, you know, it, it, it's interesting. You're more sort of alt light, you know, crypto alt right guys like the Proud Boys. Uh, they're still very into rallies, as we can see in Portland. Uh, at the same time, uh, a lot of the more open white supremacists are very spooked about rallies. And, uh, you know, the, at the Daily Stormer, they were saying, like, we, you know, we, we cannot rally in public for the foreseeable future. So in that way, the counter protests uh, have succeeded. Because uh, they're it, afraid of being outed or be having their picture. It, yeah, exactly. It, exactly. I mean, it, it, they say, you know, it, this looks like LARPing, you know, with your uh, your uh, your traditionalist worker party, all these guys out there. And then, you know, if you're a young guy and you get your picture taken with this, like your life is ruined. And so they would much prefer to have the in many ways more insidious uh, practice of, oh, you know, let's become Republican politicians, stuff like that. Mm. Mm. Okay, yeah, that's 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 interesting. That's scary. Uh, yeah. Probably probably way more effective too. Mm-hmm. But uh, okay, so moving on, uh, the next thing we've got to talk to you about, Will, is all the drama that's going down in the Q world right now. <laughs> so I don't even know where to begin with this one. Right, drama but, alert. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, I, Will, how close is the storm? <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, oh, okay. So so I would like to unveil. I, I actually have a bit of an announcement about that. So. <laughs> Uh, Wait a minute, the storm is here? Oh my god. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, yeah, the police are at your door, fellas. So uh, the... the first QAnon post that came out in October 2017 said, okay, Hillary's going to be arrested a week from now. Okay. <laughs> and I that didn't happen. And so whoever's behind Q has since learned that you have to be a little smarter and you have to be a lot vaguer. But Q has still put a little marker down for November 11th, 2018. And that's a day after the big military parade in D.C. Oh, God, so- they're actually doing that? Fuck. Yep, yep, still on. God damn it. QAnon people have become convinced that November 11, 2018 is either when the storm is going to happen 
or it's the post-storm parade. <laughs> so there's going to be like another parade or maybe the other parade gets moved. And this is the one where like all the Democrats are in chains and like, you know. It's, uh, like, a, it's like a Roman triumph. <laughs> <laughs> Behold before you, Vercingetorix, the king of the Gauls. <laughs> exactly. Because uh, QAnon him, uh, Q himself has said something like uh, – like oh what a great parade or something so the like all the QAnon Ethel Merman reference there with, uh, with excitement over over that event all, <laughs> all of the coup plotters come in for a huge party <laughs> <laughs> Q Master Anthony they're, they're gonna be wheeling Hillary Clinton and the Podesta brothers in cages <laughs> that would that would rule honestly that that would be uh, awesome but of course it's uh nothing nothing that fun ever really does happen no. but so where I want to start with the, the Q drama is this will. Uh, Matt has said on the show, and I think one of his more prescient uh, and uncanny predictions, that Q stuff would, like, in a very short amount of time, become standard cant for right-wing talkers on the stump, on cable TV, and even on the floors of Congress. And we were beginning to see sort of hints of that with Ted Cruz uh, sort of signing on to the, you know, the James Gunn uh, pedophilia jokes uh, stuff and being like, you know, Disney needs to look into this or whatever. And then in, in Trump, in one of his very recent rallies, the media finally began to a- asking all these people who showed up wearing Q T-shirts at his rally and, and sort of opened up this weird online subculture that's had been burbling for a while, covered by, you know, you most likely, uh it was become come opened up and and that, that do you think that contained the seeds of Q's current drama and uh problems that it's facing yeah so for a while now various people on the right who are aware of QAnon but you know n- not dumb enough to believe in it have been very willing to sort of like play footsie with QAnon and say like Jack Posobiec and Mike Cernovich and Laura Loomer have tweeted things like, do you think Q's real? <laughs> or, or, or they'll tweet like the Q slogan, where where we go on, we go all, and, and kind of like nudge, nudge, maybe I'm into Q. Uh, and so with QAnon breaking into the mainstream last week, uh, people on the right, uh, the these kind of the MAGA world personalities realized, oh crap, like, you know, this is this has gotten too gone too far and too many of our fans actually believe this stuff. So they they kind of launched this effort to fight back against it. The problem is people like Jack Posobiec are the worst possible people to do this because Jack Posobiec, of course, was a big Pizzagate guy. I mean, these guys are inveterate liars already and promoters of conspiracy theories. And they seem to just be mad that QAnon is a grift they can't get in on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a work that they can't control and it's beginning to become bigger than they are. So that's why I think you're seeing uh, these people disown it. Now, I, I remember that guy, David Seaman, who was one of the most shameless Pizzagate guys, flip out about Q, and now he's just this hardcore anti-Q conspiracy theorist, which is one of the funniest things to me. He's saying, look, you're all being taken for a ride. This is all bullshit. Here's why. Now, if you'll just come back and listen to me, I'll describe to you how we're going to get to the basement of Comet Ping Pong. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, the yeah, real th- a lot of the main PizzaGate people have uh, like uh, QAnon has a lot of uh, PizzaGate elements, but a lot of the PizzaGate promoters hate QAnon, and so th- they're at their most lucid when they're making these points against QAnon. And then, they, then as you say, Virgil, they say, "Now let me tell you about PedoGate, but without QAnon attached." Uh, you know, we saw this in the spring when Q turned on Alex Jones. Uh, it, there's a lot of shadowy ulterior motives, I think, going on behind these Q clues, but. We saw this in the spring and Alex Jones had taken Q and was getting really into it and he kind of had created his own Q. And then <laughs> Q came out and said, you know, basically denounced him and Jerome Corsi. And then uh, and then Alex Jones said, well, Q's, Q's been compromised. Q's controlled by the deep state now. So <laughs> people are kind of fighting over this crowd of very gullible people. You just figured out Q's clues. You just figured out <laughs> Q's clues. You just figured out Q's clues because you're very smart. But, Will, like n- – you know, over the past week, as you said, like these other online right grifters have come out to say, Q's all the work, uh, you're stupid for believing it. How have the, the Q believers responded to this? Oh, so th- this is great. So as with anything, you know, these guys have spent, people like Jack Posobiec have spent years saying to people who now believe in QAnon, to their fans, saying, don't believe the media, you know, just kind of unmooring these people from reality. Now they say, hey, come back. You need to believe in these things and stop believing in Q. And the fans go, my God, Jack is a deep state plant. And so they found this. They dug up this legislation passed by Congress that was going to spend like $160 million fighting Russian disinformation. And so then they become convinced that this $160 million is instead being used to bribe people like Jack Posobiec. And so now his fans are saying, like, you know, Jack, I can't believe you took the money that you're, you're betraying us in this way. Uh, one of the other figures who uh, turned on QAnon was a uh, friend of the show, Michael Flynn Jr. You mentioned in his piece that, you know, he was like, hey, you got to stop with this Q stuff. It's embarrassing. And was then, uh, you know, deluged by all of his because, you know, Michael Flynn is like a big hero. He, he's the military guy that's fighting the deep state because a big part of the Q conspiracy is this idea that there is a deep state, but the military isn't part of it. And the military is actually (laughs) on America, like the average Joe American side and secretly fighting. The generals are on our side and they're fighting like the intelligence community. Uh, And then in your article in the daily beast, this is my favorite comment. One angry commenter on Michael Flynn jr. Said, I will hold my tongue out of respect for your father. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. A lot of QAnon people think, Michael Flynn Sr. is Q. So this was like a big moment for (laughs) for Flynn Jr. to say, no, I don't have anything to do with this. People were very upset. So these these cracks are beginning to show in the facade. But even before this, didn't Q have a few fuck ups? Like there was the posted the photo of Air Force One that was just a shot from an AP photo from the Obama administration that was just reversed. Yeah, Q is very into reversing images. Uh, and, and kind of posting these photoshops, uh, there, there's like a, there's a lot of disasters with Q. I mean, if people are fighting over control of the account, the password will get inadvertently posted or maybe not inadvertently posted. Uh, it, it, there's a lot of like uh, backstage drama uh, going on with Q. I mean, sort of once you realize or w- once you accept, obviously, that Q is fake. Then you say, "Okay, well, now who's behind it?" And, right. Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot of intriguing theories. Now, will yeah, right? Can you describe some of these? Because I know there have been some interesting recent developments. Yeah. So, 
there are various accusations flying back and forth, uh, you know, usually amongst kind of smaller YouTube people uh, who accuse one another of controlling Q and stuff like that. Uh, you know, this there's this like group of like cryptography people uh, who claim today that they were the people who created Q and that it's since been taken by conspiracy theorists. Uh, you know, unfortunately, no one really has a lot of evidence to this. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you guys have seen that it, some supposed anonymous faction claims they're going to take down Q. Um, okay. It, 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 it's, a re- it's a real weird, like, throwback to, like, you know, like Guy Fox mask era. Uh, and these guys are like, we're going to dox QAnon believers, but they're just doxing like old people in Florida. <laughs> no, uh, so, <laughs> get the guy that Newsweek said was uh, Satoshi and just say that's Q. Yeah, it, I mean, it, 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 it's exactly like that. There's a lot of like, you like read it on the case. It would be in their best interest because they want to be like Internet pranksters and they say, I created Q and stuff like that. No, I'm Q. I'm Q. Well, so uh, one I saw was uh, Jack Prilosek claimed to have been in touch with one of the people behind Q. Yeah, so so this is interesting. Like I said, there's a lot of like supposed leaks from Q World and stuff like that. And Jack claims to have gotten his hands on some of them. I don't know how real that's going to turn out to be. He's apparently working with Jerome Corsi, who, as I mentioned, used to be very into Q. Man, that is a Trump. blast from the past, Jerome Corsi. He well, is a, well, he's, he's an OG. He's, he's still yeah, very relevant uh, in a very particular corner of the internet. Uh, and so Jack seems to be working with him to denounce Q in some way. Uh, so the, the sort of anti – the Pizzagate people who hate Q – are like eagerly anticipating this like it's like a New York Times expose that's going to drop. They're like Jack has the receipts. Watch out. So, you that, know, we'll... that's just an amazing statement. The Pizzagate people who are <laughs> uh against Q. Like that's talk about uh ideological drift. These are, you know, like today uh we consider the media considers people like Jeff Flake, a fucking right-wing Tea Party guy to be a a rational moderate Republican. Uh, and now today, Q represents the ideological extreme of the Republican Party that needs to go back to its traditional conservative roots of Pizzagate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think a very telling moment was when one of the first guys willing to come out against QAnon was Dilbert creator Scott Adams. And, you know, he, he's kind of the, the voice of reason calling these people back, you know, just come back and believe in all his weird uh, philosophy stuff. Yeah, this is a bunch of phrenologists condemning like a patent medicine dealer for being a quack. <laughs> what about the, the people who think that JFK Jr. both faked his death and is Q? Yeah, so, so this, is a, this is a great yeah, example. I, I had not heard of that. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. This is a great example of how QAnon has sort of created this pack of very uh, gullible people and how various hucksters are fighting over them. So in July, there was sort of a, a mess up with Q, and Q disappeared for a little bit. I'm a little unclear on the details, but basically Q was a bit embarrassed because he had like – I, I believe it was the Air Force One picture you mentioned. So Q disappears, and then someone named R shows up, next letter in the alphabet. <laughs> and, and Aranon it's says, like a new Doctor Who <laughs> yeah exactly Aranon says well I, actually you guys thought it was Michael Flynn or you thought it was Trump or whatever actually Q and me are is JFK Jr. who you thought died 20 years ago in a plane crash but in fact I faked my death because I'm best friends with Trump and we, this has been a decades long plan to take on the deep state and so they do these uh, 
people then are, are very eager to find proof that JFK Jr. is alive. And so they do things like they look at his grave, which is kind of in a circle, and they're like, oh, it's a cue. <laughs> are they going and, through uh, old are they pouring through old issues of george magazine? no they are really there is a quote going around a fake quote from him talking about trump being a great president someday that they claim was from an issue of george yeah it, it, they started like analyzing the covers and they were making like crazy walls it like it, the covers just some like 90s supermodel and they're like you know see like circle circling the words and uh the the big thing was there was a guy who was behind trump at a trump rally once and this guy kind of like a kind of scruffy looking fellow and they go oh that's jfk jr in disguise this and, is like when crusty faked his own death yeah it, i mean so they say they say look no one looks like that normally. That man has to be in a disguise. Yeah, you know that guy at the Trump rally who looks uh, vaguely unwell, disheveled, <laughs> and maybe uh, not so connected to reality? It's got to be a put-on. So nope. they figure out this guy's name, and then they're like, hey, buddy, like we know you're JFK Jr. I mean, this guy <laughs> almost blown this guy's mind. And so now this thing has gone so far that there are t-shirts on Amazon that say this guy's name and it'll say, you know, Vincent equals Q equals JFK Jr. equals R. That's That's, this is like, uh, that's, that's that, the new math, baby. <laughs> that's some common core right there. No, uh, I found it. This is actually a thing. This is, a, this is, this is uh, out there. It's circulating. It's a meme. And it is a, it is a fake quote from a 1999 issue of George magazine <laughs> from the George. letter from the editor article by jfk jr that says if my dear friend donald trump ever decided to sacrifice his fabulous billionaire lifestyle to become president he would be an unstoppable force for ultimate justice the democrats with the rat capitalized and repubs alike would celebrate can we convince them that somehow alfred e newman is q and get them going through old issues of mad magazine for clues <laughs> i do love the idea that they like I mean, these people obviously never read George Magazine, which no. was the most insanely idiotic, vapid idea for a magazine in history. Only a costed scion dipshit like JFK Jr. could have thought of this idea. It was politics, but sexy. It was well, basically it, Politico it, it, with fucking models on the cover. Wait, wait, One wait, of the hang, dumbest hang, ideas ever put out. Hang on. on. Hang on. You're, you're telling me a coddled rich kid had a bad idea for a magazine? Yeah, I know. It's astounding. Well, it's a very Trump era thing in that it's like a throwback to 90s Manhattan media drama. Right? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, Graydon Carter and Anna Wintour and, and this now. Will, I've heard that if you take the first letter from every paragraph that was ever published in Tina Brown's Talk magazine, it gives you the <laughs> true identity of Q if you unscramble it. Uh, Will, I want to ask you about one more, and I saw you post about this the other day. Uh, this Italian uh, anarchist group, whose name I can't recall, uh, is claiming that Q is inspired by them, and some people have taken this to believe that they are behind Q. Well, yeah, so, so I would say this. So this, this was in a BuzzFeed article. Uh, they, uh, it, this sort of anarchist collective apparently wrote a book called The Story of Q or something, and it involves a government official named Q. All right. Well, so BuzzFeed sort of takes this and they say... You know, this is they call it extremely likely that this proves that Q is a leftist prank and all this stuff. And in fairness to this anarchist collective, they posted the full notes of this interview they did with BuzzFeed. And they're very sort of like, well, if it was inspired by us, then it's probably a liberal. 
So, you know, the obvious comparison is, you know, well, for all we know, Q is based on James Bond, right? Because there's a government official named James Bond in that. So I I think the the, the sourcing on who's behind Q is still a little shaky, but but I'm eager to find out. I mean, the the, the story was written by Ryan Broderick, who is a famous dunce. (laughs) Look, (laughs) you guys... You guys are all yakking, and you're all undermining Q, and you're saying that this is all bullshit. But to quote a patriot who was interviewed on CNN when she appeared at one of the Trump rallies last week wearing a Q shirt, who, just like you, said, there's no evidence for this. I say to you, there's no non-evidence either. Q-E-D. Can you clear uh, something up for me, Will? Uh, yes. So is it certain that all of these posts are by q like what prevents someone from going on and saying uh, hey guys i'm q yes so this is this is a thing that's kind of like at the core of who's q so on the chan so q's posted on 4chan and hm so normally people are anonymous on it but you can choose to have a screen name and the way you do the way you do that is you say you know you type in your screen name and then you type in a password and then that password generates a series of numbers and letters next to your screen name that display next to your screen name. So for example, Q the the first password for Q was Matlock. And so classic. you know like in you know, a classic sort of baby boomer appeal. And so the that hat that that password then is sort of twisted into letters and numbers so it's like you know exclamation point 3a whatever. So then every time someone posted as Q if it had that that string after it, then people knew that it, it was Q. But you end up with things where Q inadvertently posts the password or maybe not so inadvertently or someone sort of – the original Q disappears and someone else starts being Q with a different set of letters and numbers. So – there is a way that prevents someone off the street from posting as Q, but the actual sort of like identity of Q uh, is constantly shifting. Um, Wild. I, but back back to Matt's point about what the woman said at the Trump rally, that there's no non-evidence. Uh, a big thing that I've noticed, you know, in reading your coverage of this is when, you know, the, the, the people who are really truly believe in this are asked – um, you know, what's the evidence for this? Or like, why do you believe in this? One of the most common things that comes up is they say something to the effect of nobody has uh, disproved the proofs. All the, all of Q's proofs are there and they're bulletproof. But I've never heard anyone like follow up to be like, well, what are they? Because it, it just seems to me that like, this is just a massive exercise in like, oh, do the reading or I'm not going to do that. It's not my job to teach you. So everyone it just sort of collectively assumes that uh, all of this is real. And then when they're asked, why is it real? Or, you know, what about this strikes you as authentic? They're like, just do the research. Well, you know, it, you, you know, have to like dedicate like the same hundreds of hours that I have to reading every post and then it will become, and it, uh, you know, apparent to you. And I just think that's really sad because like, if you devoted that much of your life to like an interest or a hobby, you should be able to explain it to a layperson in a couple sentences. No, reading, reading all of that should will just break your brain, and then you'll have to go through and watch all of these fifty-hour-long YouTube videos, and then you have to go through every back issue of George and Spy Magazine and all this shit. Your brain is jelly at the end of that. But that's the thing. That's why when they that's why they say that because it's it's true. It's like something from Lovecraft or or the fucking in the mouth of madness. It's, if you take this journey, you will come out the other end a believer. By definition, by spending this time doing this, 
your brain will be rewired. And by the end of it, you will be a believer. Yeah, and, I, and, and I will and, say as someone who's who's consumed just like unholy amounts of Q and Q related content, uh, it does put a mental strain on you. Uh, the uh, mentioning all the reading though, you know, it's kind of reminiscent of, uh, the whole Jordan Peterson situation yes. where he'll say things like, you know, like, you know, we need government wives or whatever. You haven't watched like 300 hours of Jordan Peterson lectures and read his two books. Like you can't comment on this. So, you know, with, with all the proofs, there's just these countless proofs and each of them is easily disprovable. But disproving them doesn't convince the QAnon people. Uh, Lee Stranahan, who's kind of a, a, a right-wing guy who's, who's constantly battling QAnon people, the he said, I'll guy? take one proof yeah. a day. And so he's just knocking these things down. And, of course, you know, like uh, the QAnon people just bounce back up. So, you know, it, it, it's really not worth anyone's time to, that, to that really That really is funny it. that it's Lee Stranahan who's like yes. the lonely crusader on this. That, if you're not familiar with this guy, he is like the huckleberry hound of the right. He is the most put-upon, bullied person in that entire orbit. He's just like, they left, left because they didn't like me, but now right Mark does I agree it well. And that's, you know, that's tough to do because he's edging out uh, Treacher. <laughs> also a historic sad sack. Uh, uh, Treacher recently was coming at me with something and he got banned on Twitter and you know oh RIP to a real one. I, I will say you know I was not involved in it but uh I, I you know there was some satisfaction. You know he, he's back of it. No, Wild Jones is one thing but I will draw the line. Bring back Jim Treacher. <laughs> he will fucking lock himself in his garage with the car on <laughs> and post while it's happening. <laughs> Um, uh, I, I do have one last thing and I, wheeling back to something you said you mentioned uh, uh, Ted Cruz getting on the James Gunn thing and the thing is you know these uh, mainstream Republicans playing footsie with the Q shit that shouldn't be surprising because ultimately all of the Q stuff emanates from their demagoguery for the past several decades I mean it's an extension of the the sicko Hollywood libs thing that they've been running against for years yeah and oh, things like exactly. birthright. I mean yeah. like uh, you know now there's this uh this Vanderpump Rules sort of. Oh my God, player. Will! I was that was the last thing I was going to ask okay. you about. Okay, so so to <laughs> yeah, so basically, like uh, there's this guy who is like a minor character on Vanderpump Rules, who's now a hero to QAnon people because he says everyone in Hollywood's a pedophile. He, he accused Tom Hanks of being a pedophile. Uh, his name is Isaac Cuppy, and for fans of the Pump, uh, we've got, yeah. we got some Pump fans out there. He is not he, like he's extremely minor. He's not. He's never really been a character on the show. He's only been on the show as one half of Tom Sandoval's sort of funk pop group that cut a single. It was like a two man act. I forget the name of their band. Oh, it's called uh, Charles, it's McMansion. Charles McMansion. Charles McMansion. And they cut a single sort of a, a funk pop uh, single called uh, Let's Touch in Public. Let's touch in public. So, and then now, and now, so when I found out that this Isaac guy is now being interviewed by Roger Stone and Alex Jones and Infowars and going on TV and saying, yeah, like I, I'm a Hollywood insider, I'm tapped into all the satanic pedophilia going on out there, all I can think of is the song Let's Touch in Public. You need a form of Yes, exactly. But his whole revelations have been dubbed Holly Weird, which, of course, is like an ancient uh, conservative thing. Well, I think that's a, a good place to wrap it up. I just think the 
Q stuff remains endlessly fascinating for me. Uh, you're the best person to cover it. It just, for me, I think what we're seeing now is the 21st century equivalent of uh, the Millerites in the 1840s. And that I, I firmly believe like the more Q gets discredited or like the more that these dates come and go without Hillary being frog marched through the streets or without these huge dragnet arrests of all the pedophiles and criminals in the deep state, I think people are only going to believe in it more. Yeah. Like it, Just like the Millerites, are, every time they predicted the end of the world, a date would come and go, world still goes on their ranks would swell every single time. And I think, I think, I think this is just a, a replay of that same weird phenomenon. Well, I'm, I'm going to go out and read Q posts for 300 hours, and I'll report back on the truth here. And it's only going to get bigger, and it's only going to be more a durable part of the right-wing narrative now because it offers something that no other type of resentment and, and right-wing identity does, and that is interactivity. It, you don't just get mad at the libs. You don't just post minions memes about ungrateful millennials. You are part of the story. You are a detective. You get to go and pour over the sickos' tweets and find things. I saw it just today. There's somebody grabbed a picture of Chrissy Teigen sitting in her kitchen, and there's a big piece of meat, and there's a pineapple. And they go, well, the pineapple stands for adrenochrome, which is taken from the adrenal gland of children, and, of course, the raw meat stands for cannibalism. And it's just, that's fun. It's you fun. Get to, it you fun. Get, you're involved in it. You're part of it. You're, you're not just a fucking this- spectator like the rest of us. We're also, all of us, we're all just staring hor- mutely horror, in ho- mute horror at this parade of awfulness. Q people get to be part of unraveling the truth. It's an ARG for boomers. Yeah. I don't know what that is, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it it is fun, and uh, this is a this is a side thing. There's apparently a campaign now called Verified Hate, which is uh, looking up verified accounts for saying things like "white genocide is awesome" or "white people are canceled." And uh, I, I I I have to report that they got me at one. I did say white genocide owns. And, <laughs> uh, I'm I'm in their crosshairs. You know, well, this is why you got to delete your tweets. Uh, you know, I I have a tweet that uh, I think could have gotten me in trouble. It was uh, after the jinx was on, and I was calling for the jinx to be freed. And uh, <laughs> wait, who is that? Is that like the you, are, you know, you wanted Robert Durst. You were like, free Robert Durst. Yeah, Listen, j- let him j- out. Defense fund. Uh, yeah. So you know, it, 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 these guys, these uh, your Lucian Winchriches, your Jack Posobiecs, as Virgil says, have been going through people's stuff and finding yeah, white people. However, I mean, I mean, a fun thing, another fun thing about this as a spectator is watching this like idiotic, this Pontypool style mind virus outpace all of the right wing grifters who have stoked it for so long. And I think they're probably going to get left in the left in the ditch by it. And I couldn't. That is uh, pretty fun, even though even though if it is a genuinely disturbing phenomenon and experience in mass delusion it is fun to watch guys like cernovich and prilosek who have you know try consciously to cultivate the stupidest audience possible so that when it comes time to play wallet inspector they'll you know gladly cough it up just uh be lapped by something even dumber and more ridiculous yeah i mean 
it's wild stuff. And an interesting thing about QAnon is it's creating sort of a counterculture that's separate from a lot of the other online right-wing grievance cultures. So, for example, uh, I saw a QAnon thing going around today that was like, um, you know, QAnon people don't complain. QAnon people don't search tweets. QAnon people don't – you know, the big thing now is putting a, is putting the X emoji in your Twitter handle mm-hmm. on the right. And what so does they that say, mean? means you're being shadow banned yes it it, it means you are a victim of shadow banning and (laughs) my posts aren't getting enough likes it's clearly a conspiracy and so QAnon people say we don't do that so it's almost (laughs) like they're setting themselves apart from the the rest of the MAGA world Twitter is deleting my DMs for my grandchildren this is a conspiracy (laughs) it's the only reason why they don't contact me Well, uh, it's we- going to be great this Thanksgiving when so many people go back home and see that grandma's wearing one of these inscrutable <laughs> shirts. Oh, God. <laughs> so many Q convos over the turkey this year. Well, uh, we, will, we will be there for all of it. Uh, will Summer, thanks so much again for joining us. Uh, again, Will does uh, the, the bar none the best coverage of the online right in the right Richter newsletter, which you should definitely subscribe to. Yeah, and that's now over, I thought in the day. Di- oh, no, sorry. no, it's, it's coming back. It- there, there's been kind of a transition, but stay tuned. Sign up folks. Okay. Yeah. All right. Still sign up, for still sign Richter. up for right Richter newsletter and also read Will's work at the daily beast. Uh, Will, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Hey, Will. Always Thank happy you. to be on. Always, thanks, guys. always a pleasure. And the storm is coming. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. Bye. Will. Bye. 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 <laughs> so we've talked about it today and it's, has grabbed the attention of a lot of people online, the question of who is Q? And as we talked about, there's a lot of different solutions, theories. Uh, JFK Jr., uh, the Noid. Uh, <laughs> some people think it's Trump himself or Michael Flynn uh, or Baron Trump. That's my theory. But one name that hasn't come up and I think needs to be really considered is Steven Seagal. That's right. Uh, uh, yes, this nation's new uh or the new ambassador i guess he's appointed a special representative of the russian foreign ministry to america i love how other countries are just seeing how stupid we're getting and are just are just calling it they're just they're just rolling with it i love that like saudi arabia shit posting about 9-11 the russians are sending steven seagal his perfectly round head and his goatee on a palanquin to dc pulled by sex slaves to to try to mend the fucking uh, uh, the relationship yeah, right, between the two they, countries because they meet with Trump and they you know they get the gist of him and they're like oh wait okay I just have to start from the premise that this guy is is genuinely just a stupid child yeah uh, here's something he'll like yeah, he like, like movies right hey 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 Donald I'm sure that you fast forwarded through the talking parts of all of Seagal's movies uh, you want to you want to <laughs> talk to him about about our relationship but the reason I say he might be Q is that a book that we've talked about on the show before. And uh, he wrote with a co-worker or a co-writer last year, I believe, uh, uh, The Way of the Shadow Wolves, features a plot that is essentially in many details identical to the Q concept in particulars and, spe- and broadly. Uh, it, it's about a deep state that is operating in conjunction with not only drug cartels and terrorists, but crucially... Uh, sex traffickers mm-hmm. and involving crossings in the Mexican southwestern border, uh, like the cement factory slash rape camp yeah. that Q Q aligned sleuths have have claimed to have discovered uh, in New Mexico. So 
this makes me think that the Q is operating from the premises that Steven Seagal laid down in this book, and maybe he's, he's Q after all. Well, the book in question is The Way of the Shadow Wolves. It was uh, published at the end of last year. We have done a reading of it on the show. It was written by Steven Seagal and Tom Morrissey in a way that was clearly supposed to be a script for a Steven Seagal movie. Yes. Uh, but that didn't get produced. So Somehow they, couldn't get this thing <laughs> produced. So it was uh, adapted into a book called The Way of the Shadow Wolves. Uh, it features a protagonist who is a uh, Native American uh, police officer. He's a reservation police officer who's described throughout the book as a big lawman mm-hmm. who's uh, very similar to Steven Seagal in, in many respects. Yeah. Hates walking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, um, you know, to the point about the, the, the shadowy, deep, the deep state conspiracy that is being articulated in this book, and then we're seeing carbon, you know, sort of Xerox the million times and filtered through these online yeah. subcultures in various guises. Uh, I'd like to read a, a selection from the book now. Uh, picking up, I think, where we left off, we read this, I think this is our first show of the new year, all the way back in January. Yes. Um, this is, uh, you know, uh, the Steven Seagal character, the main character, they, they just did a big bust of some cart, some bad hombres or whatever. And now the book sw- switches perspective. This is a uh, chapter four, just called, uh, chapter four is just called inside the federal building so like the 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 curtain is being peeled back and we're being treated to a a view of what's going on in these smoke-filled rooms of the people plotting you could almost say federal building interior (laughs) (laughs) federal building oklahoma uh okay uh chapter four begins gents and lady if i can abuse the term there was laughter at this please be seated Special Agent Mo Dogface Miner was not a happy camper. <laughs> he just had his butt chewed by the SAC, the SAC. Why the fuck are you letting our cartel jihadist allies get captured by the locals? <laughs> you were supposed to know where every LEA is at all time and give these people clear passage. This is a presidential priority. <laughs> One more screw up and you're headed for Alaska. Dogface looked around the table. Every person in the room was a 34th degree bubba with a lifetime of service to the cause. And each was in one of the top three positions of their respective agencies for the Southwestern FEMA District 6 territory. (laughs) Come to order. We only have 30 minutes off the clock. This room has been swept. POTUS has sent me a secure message. He has 1,000 more invited guests, as the local sheriff calls them, coming over the border in the next month, and he is counting on us to give them free passage. I know it's tough with all the OTMs and every federal, state, and local agency trying to bag as many illegal aliens as possible, but this is how we earn our Cayman Island end-of-the-year bonuses, so I need for each of you to double down. Next month, we're going to try something new. I've arranged for a National Guard unit commanded by one of us, another 34th, to schedule a drill that will clear all LEAs from a five-mile-wide border. Another 34th commanding a Mexican military unit is going to do the same thing on their side, mirroring our control and creating a corridor. We are going to jam 500 jihadists up America's (laughs) ass in one night. The hard part is going to be distributing them in the few hours of darkness that we will have left. FEMA, 
this is where your private train comes in. <laughs> Gentlemen to evil. Yeah, this is exactly what <laughs> yeah. they're like. They're like, okay, everybody, the bugs have been, the room has been swept. We have thirty minutes of, of uh, surveillance-free uh, conversation. FEMA, so, this is where all your years of competence and hard work <laughs> is going to pay off. Michael Brown, we need you. <laughs> they're like, yeah, we're going to ram all these jihadists in when they're not looking. I can't wait to uh, destabilize America. I'm sorry, it's been a while since uh, since we we dived into this work of art. Uh, why are they bringing jihadists into the country, and how is that tied to their salary? Uh, the, the, <laughs> What's Virgil? They're the deep state. It's the deep state. They're the deep state. It's deep state. Yeah, we. It's a presidential you know, priority. Well, we get in a thousand more illegal jihadists, and we give them free housing the, and health care at the expense yeah, of taxpaying the Americans. Or, the or- and then it's gravy for us. <laughs> the order came down from the president. He said, "Oh, gentlemen, let me be clear." Your quota for this month is 1,000 jihadists <laughs> smuggled into this country. Make it so. And uh, 500 chihuahuas for me. <laughs> little snack later. Yeah. For me and Michelle. Uh, so, little snack. I'm on a diet. <laughs> uh, a private train, though. That's a, there's, a, there's a secret train. He goes, FEMA, this is where your private train comes in. I want to load all 500 on your train, which will be announced as rapid deployment test and evaluation, and then have you distribute then have you distribute 25 at a time from here to Ithaca, New York. You will, you will have one boxcar isolated from the larger group, and that will be how we transport the radioactive material and explosives that will be dropped. All in 500 Ithaca. of them will be immediately enrolled in Cornell School of Labor Relations. <laughs> <laughs> they will, they will be, uh, half of them will be enrolled in the School of uh, Hotel Management, and then they will be dispersed to Marriott's around the country. They will be given tenure-track positions in English literature where they will teach cultural Marxist concepts to America's young people. An FBI 34th will meet the train at each stop. I'll give you the locations and the timing through our encrypted channel that NSA cannot see, much less read. And my counterpart will ensure that a shielded school bus takes each 25 off your hands and to various drop-off points, including bus depots. Each jihadist will be armed and have one backpack with shielded communications, money, water, and food for three days. They are not to be searched, and nothing is to be taken from them. These people will kill you if you break protocol, and we don't want any incidents. Make sure your 34ths are on the train and at each stop, and make sure all of the unwitting personnel have very clear instructions. The cover story is that these are crisis actors on their way to a major exercise. <laughs> if anyone asks, these are crisis actors. <laughs> so it's like there's one level, there's one level below the 34th where they're down with crisis acting and, and doing false flags. But actual terrorist attacks, they draw the line. You got to lie to them about that. So uh, just skipping ahead here. One last thing. The white hats within the CIA are starting to piss me off. <laughs> they have been running undeclared drone operations in our territory, and I am concerned that they and some of the military white hats might be planning to intervene to stop our program. There is also a U.S. marshal in Phoenix who has been asking too many questions, and of course, the goddamn tribal police taking down some of our people in the desert. I've assigned our Whitewater Enterprises contractor to the mission of terminating these annoying assholes. Those of you in a position to do so, when they end up dead, make sure the investigation is slow-rolled the way we have slow-rolled all of our executions of high-profile people. 
So that's it's the end of the chapter. Foster. Yeah, yeah. That's the end of the chapter, but that gives you a, a glimpse into like the people, the, the 34s, yeah. Yeah. the people, also, the black hats, the men in the room who are well, running this conspiracy. The thing and is that and bl- one lady. The, yeah, the black hat, white hat thing, that is something that the Q talks about. They, they use those phrases to refer to the different factions with the government. I do like the idea that these guys, even amongst themselves, are like, we're the bad guys, right? We're the evil people. We love to do evil. It's just great. It's the best thing. They're good, and we are bad. We'll be looking forward to uh, more stuff from Steven Seagal. Hopefully, when he comes back to be a goodwill ambassador for America, he won't be arrested for all of the uh, horrible crimes he's done here. Yeah. Uh, but however, we can look forward to a possible face-to-face meeting between Steven Seagal and Donald Trump. Oh, God, please. And if that happens, please. once again, I'm going to become even more disturbed than I already am now about this show's ability to sort of craft and create possible yeah. futures. You can't, you can't beat it. How are you going to, how are you going to beat that? You're talking about Steve Seagal for a while and then he just moves into view two of the orangest roundest men on earth. And then just in the same frame talking about the need for cooperation. I hope that I, I honestly, I a hundred percent believe if Seagal isn't Q, he knows about Q and I hope he brings them up because my hope, my dream moment is for Trump to address it. My my dream moment is for Trump and Seagal to meet, and for Trump to like be sitting front row for one of those martial arts exhibitions that Seagal does for various uh, Central Asian dictators. Yes, and that maybe like he could show Baron some uh, Aikido. Yeah, uh, the some way wrist of uni- locks. Some yeah. ri- the way of the unifying spirit, as it's sometimes <laughs> referred to. But uh, yeah, I mean, I hope. When they shake hands, Seagal will get wrist control on Trump and bend his fingers all the way back and twist his body around and do the hip toss him off the Rose Garden. That'll be an interesting battle because, as we all know, Trump is all about dominant handshakes and controlling through You're wrist right. and hand movements. So two masters of the craft coming together, immovable force, doughy, wet object. Uh, it'll be something to see. Also something to see the, uh, the military parade. That is going to happen. Well, that's what's going to kick off the storm. Yes. Which actually, when Will was talking to us about that, that really did remind me of uh, Seven Days in May, the classic uh, John Frankenheimer, a Cold yes. War era thriller about a military coup against the sort of vaguely liberal president, uh, Burt Lancaster, the general in that. Uh, it's all cued to a big military exercise. Yeah, where uh, like you know they're going to take the president to like the mountain retreat for a nuclear attack, and that's where they're going to you know, arrest him and take control of the country. Yeah. So uh, is the military parade, are we going to see uh, Hillary walk through the streets, Game of Thrones style? <laughs> Maybe. But uh, Matt, as you pointed out, like, you know, we, we folks, we've had fun talking about Q here today and how it's melted the brains of, you know, any old, any baby boomer who's encountered it online. But we, we should be clear here that the real thing that's motivating, like the, the big payoff that these people are hoping for is a military coup yes. against our government. Yeah, I mean, they could talk about how it's really about pedophilia or eating baby brains or whatever, but the, the actual contours of it are they are waiting for the moment when the president gives the signal and all of the regime's political enemies are rounded up and thrown in jail. That's just, just a fucking coup. And that's what they're rooting for. That's what they've got their penance and, on for. You know, but we've, we've mentioned it before about how these conspiracy theories are a way of managing the cognitive dissonance that comes with having your guy be in power. Yeah. That like the, the, the liberal equivalent of this was like during the Obama administration where every time it seemed like he was 
making some craven compromise or not achieving the things he set out to do, you would get very smart people telling you, you just don't get it. He's playing 11-dimensional chess. <laughs> and the QAnon thing is just a different version of that, but for people who are much further removed from reality and more, yep. far, more far less stable than even your standard lib resistance person. And are farther along in the polarization trajectory whereupon all opposition to what you consider to be the rightful ruler is illegitimate. Yeah. Because that's that's the real thing is we're getting to a point where there's just a sense of irreconcilability where these people really do believe that there is no such thing as a loyal opposition to Trump. There is only uh there are only sickos, pedophiles and traitors who must must for the good of the country be eliminated. And that's probably only going to get stronger over time. Well, I mean and again, they have their mirror on uh you know the democratic liberal side as well who think that, you know, all Trump is, you know, a Russian op or yeah. whatever. And Daddy Miller's going to you know, anyone everybody. who disagrees with them online is also connected to Russia or I mean, is it's a not bot. Even, it's not even just polarization. And, you know, right now we're talking about half the Republican Party that's fundamentally okay with, you know, Trump locking up the Democrats and the media and all that sort of thing. And I think that demand is, is going to, to grow louder if uh, the economy goes south. If oh, yeah. Contradictions of capitalism continue to unravel in the way that they have. Yeah, it's kind of amazing how nuts everyone is considering the fact that on a surface level, uh, the, the, the whole system is relatively stable for now, even if, you know, people have. I mean, may, mostly it's because people become accustomed to being uh, in a state of sort of constant. Uh, precarity and stress so that sort of has been normalized but so by those modern standards things are okay put more pressure on this system and, and that's going to get much more uh psychotic and you know right now these are just you know the, the the swine who are who are paying for this but i think that if we have a a burgeoning left movement in this country that is uh, starting to exercise real political power and is starting to make real demands of the capitalist classes that I think the owners are going to side on, you know, they're going to pick a side on this, and it's probably going to be I wonder what too. side they're yeah. going to choose. No, absolutely. If it comes down to it, the, uh, the Patriot Prayer Boys and the Proud Boys and the fucking Oath Keepers and every Q boomer out there is going to have a happy hand from uh, the Cokes and every rich motherfucker who, to this point, has sort of held them at arm's length. I, I, I feel, though, that, like, it, it's a symptom of how... It, no, it, the failure of politics and that people have basically just given up on politics and that everything that is, is obsessed over or debated about are essentially these, you know, uh, arguing over, you know, TV shows and who gets to write for the New York Times and, you know, uh, our comic books to PC. It's like, you know, it's just <laughs> the, the, these matters of like individual consumption because people are just so exhausted by this feeling that like uh, nothing changes and that, that, that it, these differences are so irreconcilable yeah. that there's never going to be any like satisfactory ending to it. So I, we mentioned it before, but I really feel like on both the right and left right now, there is a ton of people who would be relieved if they turned on the TV and just saw a general be like, I am the state now. Their politics are over. Like, you know, all yeah. this debate, like we're, we're just handling it now. Yeah. You're, you're, we're in charge. Yes, that would so, be. Like, there's no more political debates. You know, you'll have all the, you know, formal uh, freedoms to go about your life. But like, essentially, you, our authority Stop talking is about this. unquestioned. Yeah. Stop talking about this. Exactly. Sort of like, you know, what Spain, like Spain under Franco, yeah. you know? Right. I mean, I mean, politics is already 
futile for the vast majority of people at this point. So yeah. how would that be any fundamentally different? Yeah, and then you don't have to get so upset about something that you ultimately can't control. So uh, come on, General Crawl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we sign off, I just have one plug for you. Uh, a gray wolf tip, uh, in Montana tipped me off to this. Uh, right now, uh, members of the Boilermakers Union at a factory in Three Forks, Montana, are locked out of the workplace. And this comes after contract negotiations with management, which is trying to phase out health care for retirees, freeze the current defined benefit pension, change overtime, and all kinds of generally awful fuck you types of things. Uh, they could use a little bit of support. Uh, there is a link in the description of this episode to their GoFundMe to support their efforts while they're locked out of the workplace. Check it out. Um, Till next time, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Crooked bankers, Rothschilds on the run. Deep state players, we know what we've done. A light is coming in, exposure every sin. As the mainstream media lies come undone. Here's a great man that drives them all insane. And he's gonna make America great again. And I really want to introduce you to my friend Q and the people of the Great Awakening. Not long ago, as we all know, the CIA and NSA recorded every step we made. Surveillance state recorded everything we say, tracking everything we do. Every single day our privacy stolen by the deep state they didn't hide the crimes that's a very big mistake they didn't think about the good guys in the nsa because they thought that hillary would be the president today here's a message to all my friends let me tell you about something that's happening about a movement called the great awakening the qanon phenomenon is going mainstream this time is coming round to use the evidence and bring them down and we'll all just laugh as they fall and crawl because where we go we go all Trump says he has all the proof of the crime And it's gonna be released all in good time But first let's drain the swamp Clean the dump Expose the lies Get the lying dirty judges out Then we'll shine the light until there's no end And show Obama light to get a Pfizer war At the DNC and Hillary Spite illegally on the Trump campaign And his family That's a major privacy They lost their power They can't defend We're witnessing the beginning of their end These people are stupid They can't pretend Cause they never thought that Trump would win Now crippled and scared And they know they're screwed And all they have left is a bunch of fake news They won't fix this mess They're all out of luck And nothing will work to see on end times Here's a message to all my friends Let me tell you about something that's happening About a movement called The Great Awakening The QAnon phenomenon is going mainstream This time is coming round To use the evidence and bring them down And we'll all just laugh as they fall and crawl Cause where we go one, we go all The deep state wants to win the next election Try to take control of the House and the Senate Try to stop Trump and Q and all the decisions But their voting bases indicate Hashtag walk away Remember now this is just the start Cause it's all coming down like a house of cards There's more people going down in due time Like all the dirty CEOs that resigned They'll try to keep everyone in the dark With the use of Hollywood, Susan, Jack and Mark to hide the fact that they're all evil and sick Child trafficking, pedophile sickness Their time is up, soon they won't even exist Military trials, seal indictments God's justice being served for all their sins Their time is up, that's all, that's it Here's a message to all my friends Let me tell you about something that's happening About a movement called The Great Awakening The QAnon phenomenon is going mainstream This time is coming round To use the evidence and bring them down And we'll all just laugh as they fall and crawl Cause where we go one, we go all
everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. You'll find out.